You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Cincinnati Reds have made the 2020 playoffs and the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to chronicle the goings on of the first winning Reds team in the last six years. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'm your host of the Locked On Reds podcast. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for downloading and listening. Thank you so much for downloading and listening this entire season. This has been a weird season, hasn't it? I mean, obviously, 60 games. We knew that this was going to be strange, but so many just different ups and downs. Never know what's going to happen. Strange things happened. I kind of want to unpack just all the thoughts today, kind of a shooting from the cuff sort of thing. Uh, just on today's episode. Before we get into all of that real quick, though, make sure that you're subscribed on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds. We'll keep you updated on all of the offseason happenings, transactions, different news, storylines, all that good stuff. Um, all right, so, and, and I know some of you probably heard the open and were like, wait a minute, the playoffs are over for the Reds. Yeah, I know. I just, you know, one more day. I, I thought I'd leave it in here. Uh, man, that was quick, huh? That was a little bit too quick. I think that we're going to look back on this season and obviously think about what could have been, uh, what would have been if it would have been a normal season. I think this situ- I think this team was situated very nicely for a normal season. Fans in the stands, 162 games, would have been a really fun team to watch for that entire amount of time. I, I know that after watching those two playoff games, we're all thinking, you're crazy, Jeff. That, that There's no way I wanted to see that for 162 games. But that wasn't the Reds. That uh, Those two games were not this team. Now, they're going to go down in history as uh, the longest scoreless streak to begin a playoff series. Bit of an obscure stat because if you push it out, if you just say longest scoreless streak in the playoffs, they're actually tied with none other than the Cardinals from 2019. That's right. That's, it's not as if this is a thing that is super crazy rare. You just kind of have to tweak it a little bit to say, oh, yes, it is rare because it's to start. A playoff series, but uh, there's never been a three-game playoff. There's never been eight teams in the playoffs, so why not? Let's have a team that just doesn't score any runs for two games, and why not be the Reds? If you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, if you're a Cincinnati sports fan, are you surprised? Are you you, uh, sitting here right now and thinking, man, what did I get myself into? You know what you got yourself into. I know what I got myself into. I love the Reds, I love the Bengals, and I love how much they break my heart because it sure happens a lot. That series was lots of words. Painful is the most uh, common thing that's coming to mind, and the fact that you had everything we expected from the pitching. You got everything that we wanted from Trevor Bauer. He still looked like his Cy Young self. You got everything we wanted from Luis Castillo. Yeah, he gave up a run, but he gave up a run. He gave up one run to the best offense in the National League, the best hitting team. Starting pitching for the Reds held the best 
lineup in the National League without a home run and one run. I mean, I, I don't know what else you can ask for there. And then the bullpen, yeah, I know Rysel Iglesias kind of blew up there at the end of game two, but I think at that point, frustration had boiled over for everybody on the Reds roster. And, and, and I've heard this point made in a couple of different places and kind of want to address it as well. Imagine yourself a Major League Baseball player in the year 2020. And I'm not even talking about somebody who just made the major, somebody who just got called up like a Jose Garcia or Tyler Stevenson. I'm talking about a Mike Moustakas. I'm talking about a Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto, even Gino. Guys who've been here, guys who've been in the major leagues for a number of years, and they're used to a certain environment. They're used to a certain game. They get stuck in 2020, where there's nobody in the stands. There's a bunch of cardboard cutouts of pictures. You got piped-in sound that sometimes the timing is off on it. And Can you imagine what it would be like if maybe you're going 0 for 3 at the plate? Hell, maybe you're going 0 for 4 with a golden sombrero. You've struck out four times in the game. What on earth are you thinking? What's going through your mind? I'm standing here. This looks like practice to me. There's nobody in the stands. I can't even tell if anybody's watching. I mean, we know people are watching on television and listening on the radio and things like that. But I, I just don't think that this is a scenario. And, and I know this sounds like an excuse. Sounds like I'm making excuses for them. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm just saying, think of it from a player's point of view. This isn't exactly the situation that you signed up for when you said, I want to play Major League Baseball. I want to be a professional baseball player. You want to be in front of the fans. And then you get into the playoffs where everyone knows that the atmosphere is just ramped up. Everything is tense. Everything is awesome. You've got the fans just bearing. Uh, but you don't. You don't have the fans. That would throw me off, man. And I can understand where... If at a certain point, especially in game two, but even in game one, whenever you've got all these guys on base and you can't get them in, you just kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, well, whatever. And I don't think a professional baseball player would ever admit that, but it's something you got to consider. And, and we're going to look a lot more in depth. Uh, each player look at some stuff like how the season went for them what we can expect from them moving forward i'm going to do a lot more in-depth statistical analysis analysis coming up starting next week and we're going to start with like a whole season review statistically looking at everything that's gone on over this season i'll look way more in depth in the coming days and weeks during the off season but for today i just kind of wanted to shoot from the hip and coming up i've got a few takes a few things for you to kind of gnaw on if you will this weekend as we lead into the first week without reds baseball in the past couple of months which is a bummer to say but you know what's not a bummer built bar built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and they've got all these amazing flavors talking about cookies and cream they've got fruit flavors too like strawberry cherry cherry barcia if you're like me and you love cherry garcia ice cream cherry barcia right up your alley also they've got great flavors like peanut butter chocolate german chocolate cake all that awesome stuff. Depending on if you like nuts or if you are allergic to nuts, they've got something for everybody. They've even got this special facility that they make built bars without nuts in them. And the whole facility itself is 
completely free of any sort of peanuts or tree nuts or whatever. So if you've got an allergy like that, Built Bar can hook you up. Because with their healthiness and their great tastingness, the macros and all that different stuff on these, like 16 grams of protein, you've only got 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of fat. Some of them have less than 100 calories. They fit into every kind of diet, and they are an amazing snack to have with you. Check out Built Bar today. Go to BuiltBar.com and type in the promo code Locked On for $10 off your first order order. They've got all kind of great stuff on there. I highly, highly recommend Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on for $10 off your first order. As I mentioned, starting next week, we'll look at players in depth. We'll look at the team in depth, different statistics and stuff like that. We'll have different people on talking about all of that. And as the off season gets going, I want to look at some different stuff. We're going to bring back throwback Thursday. Some of you may remember that was a thing that I had prevalently in my first couple of months hosting the podcast, but we've got another off season coming up. We've got an off season without Reds Fest. So I, I, I don't know. We'll figure something out there. Maybe turn a Locked On Reds podcast into a week in the first week of December. Uh, I don't know. We'll have we'll find something out with that. And I've got all kind of goofy segments. I'm going to mix in some different stuff here just to kind of, uh, you know, have a different flavor to the off-season episodes because – I do love the off-season episodes almost as much as I love the in-season episodes. In-season episodes kind of play in themselves, you know? Talk about games, talk about what's coming up, what just happened, all that good stuff. Off-season, there's going to be a lot more content. We're going to be talking about the different off-season storylines, too. And this is going to – there's going to be a poll over the weekend. Actually, it's going to be two polls. This is poll number one. The biggest off-season storyline for the Reds, I think we can all agree, is if they keep Trevor Bauer. Which, by the way, hot take, I believe they will. I know many people are thinking ever, uh, you know, with this futile postseason attempt for the Reds is going to push him away. Is going to be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm going to New York. I'm going somewhere else. Going to get my money. I, have, I believe that the Reds can pay him the money that he's looking for, and it's not as if he is only looking for exorbitant amount of money. He's looking for a one-year deal, a contending team, and when you put together the fact that the Reds have the best pitching coaching staff in all of baseball with Derek Johnson and Caleb Cotham, added to the fact that Kyle Bodie is part of the Reds organization, I believe that all adds up to the Reds just need to sign a certain amount of money on the dotted line, and Trevor Bauer's coming back next year. I think that's going to happen. But that's the biggest storyline, is what do the Reds do with Trevor Bauer over the offseason? What's the second biggest? I think I know. I'm going to give you my take on that on Monday, but I want to see your reaction. I've got the poll up on Twitter, at Reds. And, you know, there'll be a write-in option as well, but I'm thinking we've got some, like, uh, Jose Garcia, is he going to be the starting shortstop? Are we going to have a different shortstop? Is Freddie Galvis going to be back? What do the Reds do with shortstop? What do the Reds do with catcher? That's actually something that's very interesting. I looked at some statistics the other day. I'm going to talk to you a lot more about those next week. But if you look at just the last month for Tucker Barnhart and Kirk Casale, 
you can envision some spin zone in which the Reds front office believes they're okay at catcher. I know that you don't want to hear that. I know that you want to hear Tyler Stevenson's the man because that's what I want to hear. I believe that that's the case. But I'm going to dig deeper into that coming up on Monday. So what do you think is storyline number two for the offseason? That's the poll. And then poll number two, real quick, uh, what grade do you give this season? I'm not going to uh, – well, yeah, we'll give it a letter grade. I'm going to have a poll up. There's going to be four letters. Um, I think we're just going to cut out D because I think we can agree. If you give it a D, you give it an F. So it's going to be A, B, C, and F. It's either going to be an A, a B, a C, or they completely fail. Going to have that poll up at Locked On Reds as well. It's going to be up all weekend. So, you know, get your votes in. Get it out to the polls. And, oh, okay, that was that was crass. Sorry. All right. And then, you know, one, one last thing. I was thinking, um, so I gave you the hot take about Trevor Bauer. I think one more hot take and something that it's a little bit of a connect the dots sort of situation. But should the DH stay in the National League next season? I believe Joey Votto becomes almost the everyday DH, if not the everyday DH. And I think when they do that, they're going to move Mike Moustakas to first, and they're going to move Nick Senzel to second base. Jesse Winker, of course, will move into left field full-time. I believe that defensively, the Reds are actually a little bit better with Moose at first, Senzel at second, and Winker in left than with Joey continuing to play first base. He was so very inconsistent this season. He, for every good play he made, he made two bad ones, two booted ones, and not even necessarily something that he got an error for. Maybe it was a double play ball that he just had kind of a hot potato handle on it, and he was only able to get the out at first. You know, that sort of situation. So I think that that is something that the Reds are going to look at. Because when you look at this lineup, and everybody's saying they got to get more hitting, they got to go out and get somebody. I think they got them in house. They just have to change the philosophy. And I know that's not a popular answer. I know that's not something that you want to think of going into an off season where you want to see some more moves. We've seen the Reds do lots of moves the last couple of years, but I just don't know what you do with a team where you've got Mustakas under contract, Suarez under contract, Vado under contract, Castellanos. I really don't think he's going to opt out. He didn't have the kind of year that you can opt out and get more money on. So he's under contract. You got Shogo and Senzel under contract in center field and Brian Goodwin who can play center field and play the corner outfield spots, Jesse Winker under contract. There's a lot of guys that in order to make a change, you're going to have to make a trade. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. If they're going to be able to acquire another bat, it's because they've traded one of the guys they already have. So maybe that's a Dick Williams thing that he's got some finagling up his sleeve. Look, I don't blame him at all for this season. I give zero blame to the front office for 2020 because they did their job. They went out and they got the players. They spent the money. They brought them in. For whatever reason, they just did not live up to the back of their baseball cards over the last couple of years. I mean, Nick Castellano's slugging percentage was way down. And again, that's something we're going to go over in depth on Nick Castellano's day coming up in the coming week. So next week on Monday, we're going to be doing a season review looking at the team, looking at team stats, looking at how they did over the season. And as we work through the coming weeks, we're going to start breaking each player down. Each guy is going to have his day. And of course, we're going to start out with who I believe the team MVP is. And I don't think it's that much of an argument. Trevor Bauer. That's all 
coming up here in the coming days. The off-season lockdown Reds begins on Monday. Lots of different stuff going to be coming at you here on this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening and downloading during the season. I look forward to continuing to bring you Reds content each and every day as we move in to this offseason, heading into 2021, which, Lord willing, I'm praying, my fingers are crossed, that it's going to be back to normal. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that gets done. I just hope that's the case. I hope that is the result of things. So we'll we'll be talking about baseball each and every day here. You can trust me on that. Thank you so much for joining me, though. That's going to do it for us here this week. Uh, Hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys uh, take a little bit of time to kind of go through the stages of depression of Cincinnati sports. I've gone through it a lot faster because I'm just, yeah, used to it. Some of you probably have already gone through it as well. But uh, we'll, we'll see you back here on Monday. Now tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast. And that'll do it for me. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to all of you on Monday. Let's go, Rex. Hey.